Hi, I'm Cindy Newbecker, and this is Daily Life in Christ. And today we're going to talk about um, how to use our authority correctly. This is number four in the series of our authority in Jesus. And um, we talked about what we have authority over. Um, we have authority over our own minds, our own mouths. Um, we have authority over our own eternity, the words we speak. We have authority over the devil. Um, we talked about all those things. We have scripture for all of it. Um, we talked about um, uh, Jesus' name and the importance of Jesus' name and um, the how much important God's importance God's place is on that. And we want you to keep that in your mind. I want you to keep that in your thinking because we're going to use that. Um, we also talked about the uh, words of your mouth and importance of what we speak and um, how it can affect our lives and other people's lives, our futures, other people's futures. Um, and I did do a whole series on that. Uh, I think there's three, three I think, um, in three videos in this series of the importance of the words of your mouth. And that was done a while ago. I can put a link in for it if you want to watch that. Um, but today we're going to talk about, we're going to use all that information that we already gave you. And now we're going to talk about how to take all that and use our, our authority that we've been given, and it's our authority, okay? God gave it to us. He said, here's your authority. This is what you can do on this earth, and this is what I want you to do to control, and actually you have a fair bit of control, certain situations the way I want you to. I want you to do that. I need you to do this, right? He's not here ruling and, and, and saying you do this and you do that. He wants us to. Now he's not, we don't have authority over other people and other people's wills, okay? Even if you're a parent, a boss, or whatever you are, and you have people underneath you, you can never control someone else's will, even as a parent. You can present the truth to your children and you can trust and pray that they get it and they receive it, but ultimately their will is the deciding factor on this, not yours. God won't change your mind because you have a choice and a, an ability and a right to have your own will and he won't take that from you and he won't, you can't nor will he take it from your own children so we have no authority over anyone else's will but our own okay but we do have authority in the places we have authority and God wants us to use it right we use it correctly because he he wants things done a certain way and if we won't do them that's that's not good because he has he has a way he wants our lives to go and if we do what he says and let him lead us and show us what's we how we need to do things, then we'll be in his will, walking down the path he has for us, and we'll be in the right place at the right time, always. So the first thing to do, say situation comes up, you're kind of blindsided or whatever, and you look at it and go, whoa. The first thing to do always is to pray. Ask God what he wants how he wants you to deal with that situation okay you may go running in there with oh you know i know i have a tenant authority over the enemy i know this is it pray first and i always that's something i always say like i've said in my own family and so forth too and i do pray about everything but certainly always in situations like this where you can feel that you're going to have to do something here but i'm not sure exactly what yet you may even know what to do always pray first anyway get the plan from god get his plan say okay what how do you want how do we go forward in this now here's another thing in that in saying that to you that then means that you have an ability to hear him 
And you do, you do, because his word says that his sheep hear his voice. And I, you know, it's, it takes practice. It takes practice hearing him. I know for years, I, I thought I couldn't hear the Lord. I, I just didn't know how. I really just didn't know how. And I went to him with that scripture, that exact scripture. You said that your sheep hear your voice. I'm your sheep. I know you. I've committed my life to you. But I don't know how to hear you. And he just really prompted me to relax. Just believe that scripture. And you'll hear him. You'll hear me. And I did. That's exactly what happened. I had to just kind of relax because I was just all uptight about it. And once I just relaxed, I realized that he sounds like me. Often it's a case that I can hear him in my thoughts. It's an impression or actually words sometimes and real specific things sometimes. Um, and you know what? Sometimes it's not him. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's the enemy. But you know, it's usually not the enemy because I usually can tell the difference. But because the enemy always brings confusion, lack of peace, you know, upset, condemnation, guilt, all of those. And if you think you've heard any of that, that's the enemy. God doesn't bring that. He never brings that. That is not how he speaks to us, ever. He will speak correction. And I've certainly had him do that. But you know, it's really interesting. When you're corrected by the Lord, you know you've been corrected. <laughs> you know, he, he will very clearly say, don't do that. And you only have a scripture for why or you'll just know something will come in your heart or scripture you've read in the past or something. And you know that you know that you've done something or you're in a habit of doing something that you should stop doing. And he will, he will help. I mean, he will, he will, he will show you how to, to fix that. He's not so, so harsh. He can correct us. And if we listen and say, wow, man, I am so sorry. Either I didn't know it or I was avoiding it or I was pretending I didn't really do that or whatever. But he, he you know, and you, you go to him with a repentant heart. He'll fix, he'll help you fix that. He'll straighten it out. You never feel wounded. You feel corrected. And once you're corrected and you change that, you feel better and the, any kind of pressure is gone. But if you feel heavy hearted, condemned, you know, guilt ridden, that is not God. He never leads us nor talks to us in guilt. He never uses guilt to convey what he's saying. He uses his word. Okay? So, in practice, just practice. Just practice. If you think you've heard the Lord, act on it. And, but if you find out you haven't, God's not upset. He'll say, okay, that's okay. You're trying to hear me. Keep it up. Keep working. Keep staying in my word. And by the way, if you're never in the word of God, you will not know when you hear him. Because he speaks like he speaks. He speaks like he spoke. He spoke in his word. He still speaks the same. And even though it's a specific thing he may be speaking to you about, peace always comes with it. If it's him, peace will come with it. And you'll know, you'll know that you know it's him. But even if you made a mistake and you thought you heard him, but you heard yourself, that's okay. Go back, start again, say, Lord, I blew it. He says, that's okay. Let's go from here. Right? So it's a practice thing. But if you don't get in the word of God, you will not know how he speaks because he speaks like he spoke. He will never say something to you contrary to what he has said already in his word. He will never tell you to do something that it's against his own things that he has already said. He will. I've heard, I've heard testimonies of people saying that the Lord told them to leave their husband and go marry somebody else's husband. Ah, he did not. <laughs> did not. 
That's adultery. He already said, no, don't ever do that. And because he's already said that, he'll never tell you to do it. Never. Never. So if you don't know what his word already says, you are going to have a harder time hearing him because you won't know it's him. You're apt to think anything said is him. And you can be very deceived that way. So make sure you're in the word. Meaning, you read it with your own eyes. You have it in front of your own eyes, in your heart. And you listen to things like this. Because I read a lot of scripture. So you're hearing a lot of scripture. Um, other teachers, preachers, um, church, you know, wherever the word is preached in truth and exactly what it says, um, you will get the word coming in and you want to do that on a regular basis. And you will really start to understand the character of God, which is what you really need to know his character, who he truly is. And you'll know that by knowing his word. Okay. Then when he speaks to you, you'll know it. You'll hear him and you'll know it. And the more you do it, the better you hear him. Um, and make sure you're wearing all of your armor. So we're going to, say we're going to, we're going to go into battle. We could see the enemy's done something here. We don't know. We got to uh, come back at him. Now, how do we do this? Well, Ephesians 6, let me get my trusty glasses. Ephesians 6, um, verse, uh, let's see, 10, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to read this to you and then we'll kind of talk about it after. It says, um, this is verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the on all of God's armor so that you may be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put, up, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground. Putting on the belt of truth and the, and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery darts, fiery arrows of the devil Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. And stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Okay, that's loaded, isn't it? Do We could do a few teachings just on that. But you can tell clearly what the, word, what the armor is. The belt of truth. The, the armor, the breastplate of righteousness. Truth is the truth of the word. Righteousness is the fact that you admit you know you're righteous. You're righteous through Jesus. Not because you're some wonderful thing, but because the word, because Jesus is. And he gave you his righteousness. So you can believe and receive and admit you are righteous because he said so. Not because of how good or bad you are, but because he gave you his righteousness therefore you receive it and say okay i'm righteous i don't look like it i may not act like it but i am because he says i am your shoes are the gospel of peace that means you're saved you know it and you walk in peace um hold up the shield of faith faith oh most important thing there is faith trusting that what god said he meant and he will do and that's that we don't discuss it. 
We don't rationalize it. We don't say, I didn't see that happen in other people's lives, so I don't know if it'll happen in mine. We say, we believe it, and that's that. I'm not rationalizing it any further than that. Hold it up. Bible says this, and when the enemy throws something at me, you know, and usually it's some kind of thought in your mind, but you don't feel like it, or this or that, or it didn't happen in so-and-so's life, why would you think you will get that, or whatever? You throw that shield of faith up and say, nope, we're not listening to that. I'm not listening to that. I won't listen to anything contrary to what the what the Lord has said in his word. I won't. So that's what faith, that's what's what throwing up the shield of faith is. Um, and it stops those fiery darts that the enemy's throwing at your mind. And he always throws them at your mind. So it starts there, right? Every fiery dart comes at your mind. And the, sal the salvation um, is your helmet. You know, you... You're protecting your mind, saying, "No, I'm, I'm, I have made Jesus Lord in my life. I'm saved." That's covering my thoughts, my um, my soul is covered by His salvation. Um, and your only offensive weapon, right? The rest of that's all armor to protect you, and your only offensive weapon is your sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Hence, if you never are in the Word of God, you don't know it, right? So make sure you're in it. Make time every day. Don't have to read a lot. You can just read a few verses, meditate on them, think about them, get a good devotional, just read that. Read the, you know, you know, a devotional tells a little bit about, tells you to read a scripture and then explains it. It's a great, devotionals are great. Read through the Bible, just read a chapter a day. You can do that. You can do it in the morning. You can do it at night. You can do it at your lunch hour. Whatever works for you. The Bible doesn't tell you at the time, but it tells you to do it. And your schedule is different than other people's schedules, and your life will be different than other people's lives. The Holy Spirit will lead you in the way to get in His Word. Just do what He says. Don't make excuses not to. Just do it. In the way He says it. No, you don't have to compare with other people. What other people do. Will they do this? Will they do that? So what? Do what He leads you to do, but make sure you're in the Word. Okay. Now, number three, find out what the, what God promises in His Word. So you've come into a situation, you've prayed, you said, okay, how do you want me to handle this? You've got your armor on, you made sure you do. Now, what does Bi the Bible say? Now, it's your only offensive weapon, right? It's the sword of the Spirit. You've got to know what your weapon is. So find out what God promises. And what He promises, He promises for you. Don't exclude yourself from any promises of God. Don't ever, ever do that. Don't ever think I'm not good enough or hey, that promise didn't work for that person. They died. So what? I'm sorry. I don't want to sound crass. Of course we care that somebody died. But if God spoke it, he meant it for you just as much as he meant it for anybody else. And if they didn't receive it, they didn't cling to it, they didn't do what they were supposed to do and they died, I'm sorry. That doesn't mean you will. Okay? You also can't judge anybody else's life. You don't know their heart. You don't know what they were saying with their mouth. If they were laying in bed in a sick bed, talking about how much how sick they were, and talking about how they were going to die, they got what they said. We talked about the importance of your words. You don't know what people are saying in the midnight hour. You don't know anyone else's heart but your own. You can think you do. And you can say, well, they were so godly, and they were so full of faith, and they were, and they were, and they were, and they said, and they did. You don't know. 
You don't. You can't even say that about your own mate. You can't. You God is the only one that knows the hearts. He's the only one that truly knows your heart or anyone else's. So you don't want to ever get caught in the position of 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 deciding the truth of the word by someone else's experience. Don't ever judge God's word by what someone else has been through. Ever. That's a low low grade way of judging the word. That's that's putting someone else's experience above what God has said. Don't ever do that. Ever ever do that. Always believe God's word first, and if you see somebody that hasn't experienced it the way that it says they should, then you can pray for them, you can love them, and you can f say, oh, it's, it's a shame they didn't get what, I know God's promised here, I don't know what the issue is, but I refuse to be moved, because I don't know their heart, I don't know why it went that way for them, but I'm believing what he said, still, and anyway, okay? 1 Corinthians 1.20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. What's that saying? You don't go to God's word, find a promise, take it to him and say, You promised this, will you give this to me? And he will never say no. Not to something he promised. And especially when it says right here, No matter how many promises God has promised, they are Yes. They are yes. In Christ. They're always going to be yes. So if you take a promise God has promised. Read the word. Read it within context. Don't just pick things out. Read the context. And you realize. Hey. That's that's God saying this. I'm Hey. this is I'm believing this. I'm, I'm going to take this. You take it to the Lord and say. You promised this. I would like to receive this now. And he will say. Yes. It's for you. It's for you. Because I said, if I promised it, it's yes. And so all you have to do is agree with it. So through him, the amen is spoken by us. What does that mean? Amen means so be it. So when you go to him and you say, you promised this, and he said, yes, I did, then your job is to receive it and say, okay, so be it. So be it. I'll take it. It's mine. Second Peter. 1 4 says and because of his glory and excellence he has given us great and precious promises these are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires he's given us great and precious promises and he expects us to keep them use them believe them stand on them and receive them okay got it okay so the best thing to do then now if we're going to be you want to be real practical so you, you find those promises you pray you get you make sure your armor on you make sure you're standing right you um find the promises now read them out loud number four read them out loud and make a demand in jesus name now here's where the name comes in and this is where it all comes together right you found this promise you take it to the lord he says that's yours you've got it read it out loud make a demand say okay in jesus name his word says let's say um let's say it's first peter 2 24 um you know it says by his stripes we are healed right i take this to him by by jesus stripes 
I am healed. You have borne my sickness and carried my diseases, and by your stripes I'm healed. That, I, I believe that, and I receive that, and I take that as my own, in Jesus' name. Because remember, Jesus' name is what gives us the power and the right to use that authority. He's given us, you do it with his name, you do it with your mouth. Okay? Your mouth has to speak those things out loud, and you have to speak his word in Jesus' name. Okay? So I receive my healing according to this promise in Jesus' name. Speak it out loud. Now, James 4, 7 says, Humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That is how you resist the devil. You speak the scriptures out loud, and you say in Jesus' name, this is how it will be. Because this is what was promised to me, so this is what I'm receiving. And the enemy has to flee. And he will. He does. He leaves. Now sometimes it's a fight. And sometimes you have to say these things over and over. But do it. Sometimes fights, uh, a war doesn't end the first time there's a one, one, you know, one thrust of that sword. Sometimes you have to thrust that sword a number of times. But to keep, don't back down. Keep doing it. Keep standing. The Bible, what do we read in, in Ephesians? It said, stand and keep on standing. Keep standing there. Don't walk off. Don't sit down on the battlefield. Don't lay down on the battlefield. Don't declare defeat. Take your sword and keep on slinging it. The enemy will run. Here's another thing. You can't drive the devil out with thoughts. You must use words and it must be in the name of Jesus. And when you do, he will flee. Okay? You can't just think this stuff. You can't, it can't just be what you know. It has to be what you know and what you say. Okay? You have to say it. Um, and we use our authority in every other part of our life the same way. Speak the promise in the name of Jesus and keep doing it until you see the change. You can speak to your body, you can speak to your mind, you can speak to, you know, whatever you have to. Whatever the enemy's throwing at you, just keep doing it. And you'll see the change. You will. It's a promise from God. You will get it. Don't base what you believe. I'm going to say it again. Don't base what you believe on what you believe on other people's experiences. Okay? I'm telling you, don't do that. Because that's putting other people above God in your heart. Don't ever, ever do that. Always believe what the Word says. And if other people don't experience it, that has nothing to do with what you believe. Okay? Doesn't matter how great you think they were. I'm going to give you a little testimony. Um, uh, beginning of this year, I was having some some troubles with my stomach. Something to do with my digestion. I was having an awful lot of acid coming um, in my stomach. I had, I think I may have had an ulcer. Um, definitely had some kind of gastritis kind of a problem. So that every time I ate... Uh, it was an issue. I had to, you, you know, I, I really was in a lot of pain, um, very uncomfortable, just miserable. Um, and I did exactly what I'm telling you right here. And exactly this and exactly this. Sort. I went to the Lord and said, what is this? <laughs> clearly, clearly it's not you. Clearly it is from the enemy. I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm in an awful lot of pain and I'm not sure what to do. Lord actually spoke to me. It was in, that was gastritis. I had actually never even heard the word gastritis. So I didn't even know. 
I actually heard that from him. And I said, oh, man, okay, so what do I do? Well, um, so he gave me a number of different things to do. Uh, physically, physically. Actually told me, okay, don't eat this, eat this, drink that, whatever. Um, and also, um, I got the scriptures. I already have lists of scriptures and various, where not, the ways I need them, healing, finances, whatever it is. And I took my list of scriptures. I spoke them out loud. Um, and I bound the enemy and drove that enemy out. And I had to do it for a while. This wasn't a quick fix. Now, sometimes um, I've had things come on me before where um, I could quickly get rid of it. You know, it wasn't even hardly a no. You didn't hardly know you had it before it was gone. This was not one of those. This was a war. Uh, this wasn't a little battle. And it took about three months and I had to really come after it. And I functioned every day on that. So, you know, it would start out harsh in the morning, rough. And then I would stand on the word and things would get better. And my day would be okay. And go to bed, start out the next morning, same thing. So it when I'm now until all of a sudden, and I hadn't really changed much. You know, I'd just been doing the same thing all this time. Um, all of a sudden, it was just gone. It was just gone. And... um I had to speak that scripture until my stomach was better. And it's better. It's all completely back to completely back to normal. And um, I'm doing fine. Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, but I had to use the word. And I had to use my authority in it. And my authority to use the name of Jesus. And my authority to use my own words. And I had to do exactly what I'm telling you to do. And I can tell you for absolute certain that it worked. And am I ever glad? Because <laughs> that wasn't fun. And I've had other things in my life like that too. Um, you know, various things that the Lord, you know, something's come up. You don't know what it is. You know, go to the Lord. Go to the Word. Go to the Lord. Okay. What is this? And what do you want me to do? Okay. Do this. Do this. I'll walk you through. I'll help you get it. I'll help you win this battle. But you got to fight it. Don't lay down. Fight it. You'll win. I did, and I did, and I have before. So I'm telling you, you can too. I'm not any, any old special anything. I'm just me. But I know the word because I'm in it a lot, and I have been for years and years. And I know the Lord, and I know his character because I've talked to him for years and years, and I've had a life with him. I know him. So I can tell you um, that what I'm teaching you, and I'm showing him his word, that it's truth, that it works stand on it stand on it and don't don't be saying anything else don't run around telling everybody oh I don't feel good oh I feel awful oh, I don't, uh, and don't go after sympathy oh man and that's hard I'm not gonna lie because there's times when sympathy would be kind of nice I'd like everybody to know how miserable I feel and I'd like them to feel bad for me <laughs> that's hard Sometimes it would be nice. And if you do that, put a stop to it. Put a stop to it. Because if you want that sympathy, that's about all you're going to get. And you won't get that healing you're going after. After it's all said and done. And they can, I'm not telling you to lie. Don't lie. It's okay to say, you know what, I'm really not feeling well. But I'm believing the word. This is what it says. And this is what I'm going to stand on. And that's okay. That's what I told my family. They knew I was dealing with something. They did. And they knew sometimes it was really rough. And they knew sometimes if they saw me 
you know, taking some Pepto-Bismol or whatever I was doing. And they heard me. They knew, but they didn't know the details. They didn't know how very bad it was. My husband wasn't even fully aware of how very hard it was. Um, he knew, a, you know, a great deal of it. He's my husband, but, you know, when it was all said and done, then I could go back and say, well, here's what I just did. <laughs> it was all this, you know. So, um, anyhow, that's my testimony. But also, I just want you to know that you have authority. Don't put up with the enemy. Don't put up with this stuff. You have authority over your own brain. Get it under control. You have authority over your mouth. Get it under control. You know, you have authority over where you wind up in eternity. Make great decisions. You know, and you have authority over the enemy. Don't put up with his stuff. Do not do it. Okay? You're not supposed to. God doesn't want you to. He loves you too much to throw you under the bus. He's saying, look, there's an enemy. Here's your weapons. Here's your armor. Here's your sword. Use it and win. Because that's what he wants. He wouldn't have given us armor if he didn't expect us to battle. He wouldn't have given us a sword to use if he didn't expect us to fight. He wouldn't have. That's stupid. It wouldn't make no sense. And God is very sensible. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening. I hope this has helped you. And um, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll be teaching some more things soon. Okay. So thanks for listening.